You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today, we have an amazing guest. He's like a boss of comics in the UK. But before we do that, let me introduce my big EIC from the UK, host of Outside the Panels, the big man himself. I mean, so many more shows. The one, the only, the machine, Johnny Hughes. What's up, kiddo? How you doing? So so I'm not the guest? Is that what? Is that what oh, no, you yeah, no, no. You're not. You're gonna co-pilot with me today. I know. You know, you heard UK. He's like, yeah, like, no, no. We're talking about a big-time boss. Like he's been rocking the UK scene. I mean, he's a writer that's been kicking ass since 07, even before that. But he's also the face of Time Bomb Comics. Let me introduce the one, the one, Steve Tanner. Hey, what up, kid? How you doing? Yeah, I'm great. Great. Thanks for inviting me onto the show. Really appreciate it. No, no, thank you for coming on. Look at that jacket, Johnny. Whoa. Is that how you go to cons, bro? Yeah, bro. I, I want to dress up. I, I like to dress up too, man. I'm going to go to cons with these bright joints. So I dig yeah. it. I dig it. We don't, we, we don't need any more horror pictures of you in cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> no angel yeah. interceptors here. Thank you very much. I sent them a layer picture once. He gets upset. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, back in the day, I had longer hair. Sorry, you know, the boss boss didn't work. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh man, so you know, Steve, again, thanks for hanging out with us. You know, I obviously you can see this is the, the madness of a comic quiz, and it's all fun. But yo, uh, thank you for what you do, first off. You know, b- being that legend in the UK, you know, w- you know, going back and flint back, you know, what kind of w- where people know about you. So uh Flintlock, I mean. So uh talk about that a bit, your your journey. So, you know, w- did you grow up in the UK? Oh yeah, yeah. Um so um I, I actually grew up in a uh in a in a small village in, in South Wales, uh okay. which is which is kind of quiet. Um and um, I moved out from there um as soon as soon as I could basically. As soon as I could move out of there. <laughs> as soon as they could walk, he yeah, said, Mommy, yeah, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no love on that moisture farm. I'm out. <laughs> um, yeah, so so but but I mean the, the one so I, and I've kind of traveled around a bit, I've kind of worked abroad as well over the years. But but the one thing that was always been always been a constant was, was my kind of um my passion for comics. Um and I guess like like most guys, it starts at quite an early age. You know, so I mean, I always remember there being a comic in the house, e- even when I, I was really small. You know, there was always a, a weekly comic that was that would be. Who was for the me. fan? Do you know who the fan was? Was it mommy, daddy, grandma? Oh, well, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I know it was basically my, my mother. I think um, my my dad used to read the original um, Eagle comic in the nineteen fifties. Oh, so he re- he remembered. That. I know Eagle. Um, yeah, you know Eagle. But, um, but 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 my mum used to, used to she used to read it. I oh. read a, a girls' comic called School Friend. Uh, which again was back in back in back in the fifties, um, but because you know they, they they always kind of bought comics. So originally I started off on on like, on the, like the you know I guess the the, the primary kind of titles because uh, in the UK back then um, they had like an abundance of weekly comics that were being produced. Um, yeah. as, as weekly comics. Yeah. Weekly comics. Weekly comics was just the normal thing. Yeah. Um, I know it, it's, it's still quite an unusual thing to have kind of weekly comics in the states, but it was comics were just produced week after week in the uk and, and there were there were dozens and dozens and dozens of them um oh, and oh, so you would you would have the ones which was kind of like for really small children um which you know were really kind of kind of kind of relatively basic and then you you would have then three types of weekly comics then you would have the 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 comics that were aimed at boys which oh. tended to kind of feature kind of war adventure sport you would have to have the comics that were, the <laughs> comics that were targeted for girls which would be kind of mainly mainly kind of adventure stories um featuring obviously kind of female characters but then you would have the humor titles which which were both boys and girls where you would have the weird classes like you know we got the beaner which is still going yes. dandy and and really kind of fondly remembered stuff from the uk like buster monster fun would be wizard and chips there I was, was so, so many i was going to say wizard and chips 
Um, so I know we were Wizard and Chips. That's new yeah. It was, it, was like, it was like two comics in one. It was kind of like there was there was Wizard was on the outside, and then, then inside, halfway through, there was like Chips, which is like another comic inside, mm. which you could okay. if you wanted to, you could pull out, so you would have two comics. Um, well, I would not pull that out though. I mean, <laughs> And, and it was all, it was always done as like a bit of rivalry because you you're either either a whiz kid or you you were a chip eye. You were one of the two, and so oh, that man. was really fostered in, in the way that you used to market the comic. So what were you? Um, I, I I was definitely a chip eye. What about you, Johnny? I was I was Beano. I was Beano all I was Beano all the way. But this this what what Steve's talking about. This is the the, the precursor to why Marvel at the time started doing all their reprints black and white as weekly books and oh, okay. you never I, I mean we'd read i remember getting um x-men books and, and stuff but you get like four pages and then something else every every british comic at the time was anthologized yeah, uh, okay. yeah. And, that's, and that's right where 2000 ad came from of course back yeah. in the 70s when they matured up and coalesced yeah. but talk about books like royal the rovers commando mitzi all these like great titles that from yesteryear definitely, definitely. so it's all so I, I, so I can't that's what I grew up with so you kind of grew, and, and, and as you kind of grew up you kind of graduated to the different kind of styles of comics as well um so but I, so I, I remember seeing an, an advert on TV this would have been around about 1975 oh wow um, I was born then I'm sorry, not the age you were. Oh, shit. I was born. I, was, no, I thought Johnny was the oldest. <laughs> for, for, it's for a, for a comic called Battle Picture Weekly. And I'd never seen a comic advertised on TV before. But I, so I saw this thing, Battle Picture what? Weekly, brand new. And I remember that was the first comic which I, I, I specifically asked for, as opposed to kind of comics being kind of bought oh, for. Okay. Um, so then it, then it was kind of like Battle Picture Weekly. Then you went on to Action Comic. Then you went on to 2000 AD. A Star Lord, um, and then then suddenly, again, you're, you're, I was 11, 12 years old. The Marvel reprints had started kind of pushing themselves forward again. A guy called Des Skin, who was looking after the Marvel UK, um, you know, uh, yeah. Empire, he then did a really aggressive push with, with the Marvel UK titles, rebranding them. Um, so I got kind of sucked into all that. And then by the time I was 13, 14, I discovered fandom. Um, I was getting American comics. I was kind of getting subscribing to uh, a really kind of famous fanzine at the time, which was called Fantasy Advertiser, um, which was like you used to tell it was again that was a monthly title. I think it was monthly. I gotta find this Fantasy Advertiser. Fantasy Advertiser, oh. very famous fanzine. And to call it a fanzine doesn't really do it justice because it was kind of like um, I don't know. I guess like what Amazing Heroes was, mm. but okay. kind of before then um so but all, all the people who, who kind of were really into comics at the time and a lot of them who went on to become creators in their own right they kind of were part of of that community fantasy advertiser um and from fantasy advertiser then i found my way to comic conventions um and and it's like you know it, it's it, it's like it's like a drug isn't it you start off with something really mild and then before you know it you're on crack cocaine down a back alley and that's really, that's <laughs> really it's not in superman comics <laughs> yeah i need to get i need the next issue so it's a slippery slope yeah so so by, by the time by the time it was the um the, the 80s late 80s then that's what when i actually realized that I knew that people were creating this stuff and I wanted yeah. to be a part of it. And a big, big part of that was kind of because as I was kind of going through my kind of teenage years, which are, which are the most influential years for anyone is that as, as, as they grow up, really. I mean, it was it was the time of Watchmen. It was the time of Dark Knight Returns. It oh. was the time of um, Warrior in the UK. There was oh. so much that suddenly all been happening, really kind of fantastic stuff. Um, so that kind of really inspired me to kind of give it a go myself so um i ended up selling i ended up kind of pitching as you do blind um i sold my first uh, uh stories to um to a magazine called crisis which was um published okay. alongside 2000 ad in the crisis. late 80s yeah i remember um, that, yeah i ended so, up then doing doing um being commissioned to do a, a one shot for um tundra uk which was the one oh, which okay. was done by kevin eastman um so that that was really my my kind of lead into the whole kind of comics thing, um, and then in the, in the in the just as it came 
towards the late 80s, the, 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 the early 90s, the implosion happened and suddenly everything just, you know, there was everything was flourishing and then suddenly everything just kind of like fell in on itself. Um, and it was the time of the um, the Marvel went bankrupt, all that kind of stuff, you know, so mm. it, it became a quite a tough time for comics. And by that time, I'd stopped creating comics myself, but I was still reading comics. I was still mm. kind of buying comics and still following comics. But as a creator, I'd kind of I'd kind of put that to one side because I guess real life had got in the way. Um, and I was finding myself, I was kind of working here, I was working everywhere. I, was, I spent a number of years working abroad. Um, and even where I was working abroad, I still get comics. You know, I still, my, my, my local comic shop in Cardiff, they would still keep my co- kind of comics for me. And oh, every nice. six every six months, I would get this huge... A long box. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, the wife would think they were the new washing machine in me delivered every six months. And no, no, it's, 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 it's all right. Um, oh, so, no, baby, this is research material. Yeah, so 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 I was out of it then. I mean, I was still very much in, into comics as a fan. I stopped being, being into comics as a creator. And then what changed? I went to a convention then in 2006 um, in um, in Birmingham. Now, I wasn't living in Birmingham at the time. I um, I was living in Leicester. But it was the first convention I'd been to um, for years. I'd, I'd, I'd used to attend. So when you say annual... years, how many years are we talking? What's that Well, well the last convention I'd, I'd been to was in, the, was in the early mid-90s. And this okay. was so, so a good t- 10, 12 years. I, I used to religiously go. There used to be just one convention in the UK. I'm sure Johnny will remember this as well, which is the UK Comic Art Convention, yeah. which was just once a year, every September in London. And it was just the one event. And I never went. Never went. I was, see, I'm a, I'm a mart guy. I like going to comic book marts. So mm. I keep telling Al about these. These are kind of like oh, big hotel rooms where people just sell shed loads of comics. Yeah. Every time I go to a con, there's like one guy selling comic books that we need. <laughs> but, that was, yeah, but, I'm, but that was the thing that I remember about it. So I used to, every year, I used to go to this one convention. And then because I was then in Mars, because I, I was working abroad, I, I just couldn't go to the last couple they did. But then, yeah. then, then they, they, they stopped. So by, by, the, by the late 90s, they'd completely stopped and there was then no conventions. Yeah. Um, but then I went to this convention in 2006. It was the first one I'd been to for years. And I, I went there expecting it to be like how i remembered and like what johnny just said this kind of mainly guys selling back issues with a couple of guys in beards selling comics themselves which they've made because you know it's beards <laughs> and glasses and long hair isn't it that's the typical comic guy there we go i'm wearing a sports jersey for christ's sake <laughs> you know so, so i went there to this, this show and that's what i expected um but when i got there I saw all these guys who would produce their own indie titles and they were just astonishing. They were brilliant. They were so, I mean, the, the production values and the ideas behind them, they were so far removed from how I remembered people kind of creating their own indie comics in the eighties and nineties, which were at that time, they were still for the most part kind of really nicely photocopied. And, you know, mm. you, you can't, you could kind of tell um, back, back in the day, de- back in the day, if something had been kind of, I guess, home produced as opposed to being professionally produced, you could just tell. Yeah. Um, but suddenly it was different. You you could put these titles at these comics I was looking at into that. You could put them next to the comics that were that were being released that that yeah. week on the mm. shelf, and you couldn't tell the difference. Um, and it was, and I ended up buying just an armful, armful of all this, all these books. <laughs> I, it's a ridiculous. I came away with it, just a huge stack of just that comic shop owner was so happy yeah, that day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it was, it was, this is the con, yeah. But the thing is, as well as coming away with all those titles, I came away thinking I've got to come back to this this convention next year, but I've got to be behind the table and Ooh. I've got to have a comic of my own there. Cool. I've got to do that. So that's what I did. So I spent the next year pulling that first comic together. So in 2007, one year later, when I was at back at that, that same convention, I was behind the table. Oh. I, the, I had the first comic on the table in front of me, and that's where it all started with Time Bomb. That was Time Bomb's oh. first first comic. And it was, and you know, it's one of those things that at the time I was I was like, oh, wow. In the benefit of hindsight, it was crap. The comic was crap. <laughs> it was just awful. It was just, I mean, it was really nicely printed, but that's pretty much the nicest thing you could reasonably say about it now, you know. Um, but the thing is, it was it was the start, and the people that, that were at the convention, people bought people still bought it, even yeah. though it was crap. 
Um, and they were really nice about it. And they gave me some really good feedback. So right from the start, it was kind of like, OK, yeah, this this works. Because it's very much a case of my, me, me thinking, if I, if I don't give it a go, I'll be forever one of those guys thinking, what if? What if? And you never want to do that. You always want to mm. try it. If it fails, well, fair enough. Because yeah. noble failure is always better than not trying it, trying something yes. at all. It always is. It doesn't not just comics. It's, it's with everything. Okay. So it was a case of yeah, let's see, let's see what happens. And you know, if it was a disaster, well, fair enough. But at least I've given it a shot. A shot. But it actually worked. Um, and what was really nice about it, the, the people that I met at that first convention, um, a lot of them I still know now. Um, and they were supportive at the time, which is great. Um, and it's, it's been over the years. It, it's just become something a lot more than that little it's kind of family. really badly produced one shot yeah. comic with really bad art and left it. It was left it in Comic Sans for Christ's See, sake. You can't, <laughs> say really, that's so you, can't bad really, you can't say it's really bad art. That artist, artist has probably gone on and done loads of cool stuff. He probably thinks, you know, hey, look at me. I'm my first, but you just dissed it. <laughs> but, but but the thing is right from the start there was that sense of community and, and suddenly mm. becoming part of a community now i don't know how it works in the in, in the states i don't i don't know if it's it's the same i don't know because obviously it's much much bigger over there but here certainly in the uk there is this sense there that there's all these creators and they kind of a lot of them know each other and you'll see them regularly at, at cons and stuff and you you'll follow each other on on on, on social media so there's, there's this real community sense, even though essentially, you know, you could distill it down and you're essentially competing with each other because you've got your comic on, on your table and yeah. the guys, you know, have got their comics on their table. And, and you know, and, and the, 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 the punters who come into the convention, they're not going to buy the comics from every single table. More's the pity. Um, so, so, so they're kind, they're kind of, they're kind of your, you know, um, competitors. But it doesn't feel like that a lot of the time because you have that big kind of sense of community, which which is great. Um, and what was great for me when I when I came in was getting so much free advice from people mm. that was really really useful and that and and allowed me to learn really really quickly. And what's been kind of nice over the years that now you know for fifteen years later now, um, and now what I find is that. I'm that person who's now giving the free advice, which is great. You know, it, it's like that, that. It's like that coming full circle thing. And what was what's been really cool as well is that that very first convention where I went to and I was inspired. Mm. A lot of those, you know, you know, probably a good half of those guys that were behind the tables, are, you know, are no longer doing comics. Um, oh, some really? are no longer with us. Some of them have gone to oh. the great beyond. But of the ones that are still around, they've become really good friends. To the point where I've been in a position where, over the past few years, I'm publishing them, so they inspired oh, cool. me. But now it's gone again; it's gone around full, and I'm in the position where, where I've been able to publish them, um, and that's great to see as well. So it's that kind again; it's that tapping into that whole sense of community, which which is which I think one of the great things which um, I find about creating comics in the UK. What I think Al sometimes misses out on, no disrespect to Al is that the uk market is quite singular when it comes to comic books you know you've got one player that's in all the shops all the time you know it's not like you're going to a comic like in the states where you've got marvel dc dark horse image in the uk plus indy yeah yeah plus indy but um in the uk you've got 2000 ad in the news agents yeah. that's it that's that's the nut that that steve's trying to crack the fact that you know, Time Bomber, fantastic. I've had the pleasure of interviewing Kate, uh, Kate Cunningham for her book. You know, yeah, great yeah. book, really good book. Um, but it's not, in, it's not in the news agents, and and it needs to be because that's how the British market works for, for a lot. Of but how do you break into news agents, Steve? Is this something you're trying to do as well? Are you trying well, to well, break well, into well, news agents? Well, well, we're kind, we're kind of getting there. We had, um, we, we um, one of one of the titles we, we brought out. Is an anthology series called Brawler, which um, which has been really well received, um, and we actually teamed up with um, a company called Get My Comics, who produce a magazine called Shift in the UK, which actually is in news agents. Okay. Um, and th and with, with them, they produced a Brawler special, um, which, which which was then into news agents because one of the things about getting into, into news agents in the UK, 
Um, you got to jump through quite a bit of hoops. Um, mm. But because of, because they were already there and established within them, mm-hmm. they had some they had some available slots which we could then kind of make oh. use of. So they they kind of we worked with them to produce the broader special, and that went in in, in stores. The exciting thing about that you know, about, about, about the, with, with the newsagent thing is that Spectrum, which is the new Jerry Anderson one, that is going into newsagents. Sweet, absolutely. That is, that is going into newsagents. Okay. And it should, Are you talking about this one? This is, this is the one. Yes, the Spectrum. One, look, yes. so look at that cover, guys. Hey, that's that's it. It. Am I getting this in the states? Does that mean when you say newsagent, or this, or this well, well, have to mail me one? Barnes and Noble have kind of uh, taken some, so I don't know if Barnes, okay. is, is Barnes and Noble is over with you, isn't it? Well, um, they so... closed the one over here. My daughter was depressed because she loves Barnes and Noble because she's a manga fan. Okay. So, you know, she goes to Barnes and Noble to pick up a manga. You know, she doesn't like the comic shop, so you go there too whack. Okay. okay. Oh my God. Okay. Although we found a cool one in Orlando that has a bar in it, in the back room. It's a secret bar. <laughs> so so you buy your comics it. and then you go in the back. Oh my god, yeah, I know. You're, you're going to the store, buy more comics. Is that, is that because you... is that because you have to be drunk to read some of the some of the product? Oh, oh no, no, oh come on, bro. You know, you don't understand the inventory, <laughs> Johnny. Johnny, I, I got to go to the shop, but the bar was closed. You know, we went early to the mall that day. Yes, you know, and my wife said you should check it out because I saw it last time. I found some great Conan, you know, savage stores there, really on the cheap. They have a great back issue, but I just walked over to the back. And I was like, yo, it's a legit full bar and everything is superhero themed, every drink. I mean, I th- <laughs> obviously, I think the Iron Man will probably be the strongest. Does he the Tony Stark? <laughs> no, you got to drink a Hulk. That way you get smashed. <laughs> I, no, I've had the Hulk. I, I love the Incredible Hulk. That's Hennessy and uh, and, uh, uh, and uh, Hypnotic. He didn't get the joke. He didn't get the joke. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I know. But yeah, I'm talking about real drink, though. Come on, Johnny. I know. You, I, wait till you come to the States. If we ever meet Johnny the Machine, you is going to ha- be having an oil leak. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, well, yeah. So, Spectrum will be going into news agents and um, with it, it should be there within the next two weeks. That's wonderful, man. So, I, I'm, I said that before the show. I am a huge, huge Captain Scarlet fan. Talk about this, kiddo. And it's, it's, teach me, teach me, Captain yeah. Scarlet. So, so Jerry Anderson, Jerry Anderson is the TV Jerry. show that kids in the UK were brought up on. Whether it was Fireball XL Five, whether it was Joe Ninety, which was a precursor to Dollhouse. You talk about Josh Whedon programming people to do stuff. Joe Ninety did it first. Oh, um, Thunderbirds. See, Stingray. I know Thunderbird. That's where I know him from. Thunderbird. Yeah. Then of course it takes a hiatus for a bit, you know. It doesn't go; it, it, it slows down a bit, and then comes back with Terra Hawks, Space Precinct. These shows helped create a Space Precinct was a big, big draw for Sky TV when it first came out. Sky TV were all over it, like exclusive. But Captain Scarlet, Voice of the Mistrons, Captain Black, you know, Captain Blue, who was useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they're all color schemes over here. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Because the pro, yeah. the, the, the group's called Spectrum, right? Okay. And the ch- in charge is Cur- Colonel White, and his mates Lieutenant Green. All right. Then they have three, three fighter jet fighters called Angel Interceptors. It's like Harmony, uh, Destiny, and whichever other one was I can't remember. But then Captain Captain Black goes to Mars and he ends up uh, attacking and killing some Mysterons. And then the Mistrons have the ability to recreate themselves. So they recreate themselves, recreate Captain Black as an agent for them, and then declare war on Earth. But they always tell you what's going on. So it's like, it's start of every show, it's, this is the voice of the Mistrons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. And then it tells, <laughs> tells you what's going to happen, right? So then Spectrum, the law enforcement people, go and sort it out. Unfortunately, Captain Scarlet gets semi-killed by a mist by captain black and he ends up getting half mysterianized so he has the power to come back from the dead as like the anti-captain black and that's how the show works every start of the episode yeah, at the start of the episode the mystery on say we're going to do something and then spectrum run around like headless chickens for 30 minutes <laughs> till captain scout gets killed saving the day and then everything's all hunky dory that's how it works yeah. man yeah, Whoa. all right, that's so, pretty much it, right? And, that's pretty, yeah, that covered it really well. <laughs> Terra Hawks was this Terra Hawks was this thing from the uh, 80s, 90s, and 
it was um martian clones zelda and her son and her sister they had these cuboid things that looked like x's on the side terror hawks were uh ran by professor nine stein who was one of nine clones he had this phrase of nine expect... stein. <laughs> i love it it's going i, I gotta expect, take this stuff out, dude. expect the unexpected and uh their robots were called zeroids like little round things and the leader of those was barry um I want to say Windsor Davies. Windsor Davies, there it was. That's right, Windsor yeah. Davies. From, yeah. Yes, from uh, some others do have um, from what's it called? It off, it off, hot, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, at the end of the show, they do like a tic tac toe grid with the with the cuboids being the X and the zeros being the zero. And you see who won, but you know, again, lots of Jerry Anderson wow. stuff in there. There was a there was a a flat fighter plane with a guy with a southern voice, like phones from Stingray. You know, it's all <laughs> it's all interconnected somehow. No. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I might you might guess I'm a huge I'm a huge fan. So yeah. So how did you land this this title on, on Time Bomb? Because that's amazing. You know, based on, on who this person is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was pretty cool because they came to us, which was even better. Yeah. We didn't have to kind of reach out. They, I mean, I mean it was, oh my it was, god, wait a minute! You almost made me choke <laughs> on my beer, Steve. You telling me that th this big IP reached out. To big Mr. Tanner from Time Bomb, and I was like, "Yo, do you want to publish this?" Well, they kind of, yeah, they kind of did pretty much that. I mean, it was oh. like a, a year, about a year ago. It was, it was, it was last, um, oh. it was last March, April when when they they first initially um reached out, and they basically kind of said, "Oh, um, would you be interested in in doing something with some of the some of the Jerry Anderson characters?" Well, did you go? Did you, did you go? I got to think about it. I've got to ask. Did you go FAB or SIG? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I, I went a bit of both when, 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 when I calmed myself what down a bit. Um, right, okay. right, okay. So SIG stands for Spectrum is Go or Spectrum is Green. Depending Spectrum on is Green, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I always found was odd considering they had a Lieutenant Green. But, you know, and it's basically the call sign to say, yeah, right, like, we're going to go for it. And then uh, Thunderbirds, it was FAB, like, like AOK. -okay. Instead uh, of saying AOK, -okay, yeah. it was FAB. Yeah. I have no idea what FAB stood for. Fabulous. That's Lady P's car, man. Just don't go, don't, don't go crazy. But yeah, it's like <laughs> SIG. Yeah. So yeah, SIG. So, so, so we had that kind of so they you know they, they reached out to us and, and obviously we, we 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 said yes because um just the characters alone. Um and 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 the the way well, what it's been the way it presented to us because because there were so many Anderson shows that were done over the years by different TV companies and different production companies, the rights to all the various kind of concepts, it's just, it's just a spaghetti of who owns what and where. Mm -hmm. um, but Anderson Entertainment is the company that's currently run by Jamie Anderson, who is Jerry Anderson's son, because Jerry Anderson's no longer with us. Um, so there are some concepts which Anderson Entertainment own outright. Um, and they're the ones which which we get to play with. So we got, we've got Parahawks, we've got Space Precinct, we've got Captain Scarlet, but it's the new adventures of Captain Scarlet. It's not the original oh. puppet show. Oh, it's, it's a cartoon. It's, it's, it's uh. actually the, the CGI series. But yeah, oh, I'm, I'm leaving now. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. So there's a yeah. CGI series too. So there's, yeah, a CGI, yeah. there's a CGI series, and to be honest, if you've never seen the CGI series, watch it. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's actually very good. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it, it's much more fast-paced than than the, the puppet show because obviously there's things with the, they just couldn't do. So you rarely actually saw any. You didn't have any fight scenes in the puppet shows because they couldn't mm. do the puppet shows. But you'd see people pull guns and that kind of stuff and lead people around, and you'd see like the spaceships <laughs> lifting off and taking taking that. But you know, a lot of the fast-paced stuff you couldn't they couldn't do. But yeah. in the CGI series, you have that kind of fast, it's much more fast paced it's also what's interesting as well it's 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 more naturally diverse mm. so in the original it was all basically white men white male puppets lieutenant, lieutenant green was was african-american oh was it yeah but it was very it was like you i was know, gonna say was, lieutenant green was green but no okay thank you <laughs> but but now in in, 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 the, in the updated version they, they've got you know they've got I, female kind of captains and all it's, it's a much more kind of a you know it just I, feels I, more well, going off memory, now, I'm sure one of the angels was was African American or Nigerian. I'm not sure if it was Destiny. One of the angels was 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 a, a person of color. I'm not sure what the nationality was at that stage. 
but yeah, I, I can't remember. But but those those <laughs> the, the you know those the the ones the ones that we we we, uh, we have. So that's what we've used. Um, and there's a couple of others as well, which they've they, the let's play with. But we haven't kind of um, revealed who they are yet, and we haven't announced what they are yet. But come uh, on, let's no, 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 come on, come on. Come on. This is the voice of the Nisarans. You will tell us who is your. <laughs> so, but no, the, but the, the thing is, um, though, but j just having those three kind of concepts, it's been great to kind of yeah. play with them. Oh. It's been brilliant. And I'll be perfectly honest, when, when it kind of came came our way and, and they kind of said, well, these are the, these are the concepts, um, I was completely selfish. And I, I said, oh, I'm writing Captain Scarlet. I, mean, uh, was, I, I didn't, you know, I said, I, I'm, I'm writing that one. I just want to. Away, like Daffy, that, this is mine, mine, mine. So. No, completely. I completely, completely open about that. You know, <laughs> okay. I, I didn't ask for alternative petitions or nothing. I said, no, <laughs> no, I'm doing this one. Um, <laughs> so, so, so that was, that was a, that from a greater level, that was a real buzz to actually be writing Captain Scarlet. It's when been terrific. When I was a kid, my uh, my if my dad was still around, now he'd be a geek. He'd be a geek, right? So my dad got me into comic books, and um, every week we'd go to the local charity shops, um, and um, the, the buy annuals. Oh, you don't have these like come out every once every year, Christmas yeah, time, yeah. special hardback, yeah, hardback things. Oh, and hardback for me. No. And um, there used to be a there used to be one called TV Twenty One. Oh yeah, yeah. And and we used man, me and my brother used to go mad for these. We'd search everywhere and you'd get one that was a Thunderbird special or a Captain Scarlet or a Stingray. And it was great because it was the text stories and there was a comic book in there as well. And they were just so that was that to me made more sense than the Jerry Anderson puppet shows because you're absolutely right. You watch Thunderbirds for an hour and you're like, God almighty, how long does it take this plane to take off? You know? <laughs> yeah. At least Stingray's done in half an hour. It's just there like this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Stingray's half an hour at least and got a great theme song at the end, like, but hey ho. But you're in that situation, right? So these these books, they absolutely I remember searching high and low for them. We loved we loved those books. So I'm looking forward to seeing Spectrum. Yeah, man. So, Steve, man, how did you build the team? Who did you confide in to work with you on, on such an amazing project? I mean, we've been lucky because because over the over the years, we 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 worked with a lot of different creators. So it it was very much looking at, at kind of creators who who I already had a um you know already had connections with, who um who then I I I felt would be a right fit for 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 the for the um for the stories. Um, but also I knew, and this is really important, could actually deliver on time and to <laughs> a specific kind of standard because it was one of the, one of the things, because obviously it, it, it's a licensed kind of title. So there's a lot of caveats to it. Yeah. So, so one of the things with the licensed title that you have to get every kind of stage sent off, approved before you can move on to the next stage. So, you know, it, it can take longer than it can to pull together. What, okay, when we're talking about stages, what do you mean? Is it like a per well, page, per know, panel? <laughs> I mean, what's going on here? Well, well, all, all the, you know, every every story, the outline, story outline had to be approved. Okay. Then the, then the, the then the, um, the script had to then be sent off for approval. Um, then the pencils had to be done, sent off for So right the way through the whole well, process. Yeah. And, and then the final kind of um, book itself, the format, the way it was presented, that had to be kind of set up to approval. So what we had to do right at the very end was kind of get, um, get produce six fully kind of bound copies, especially just for them to kind of to, to approve and sign off. Because a lot of the time, as you know, with, with the comic, you'll get a proof. And the mm -hmm. proof may be, it might, might be an unbound proof. It may be a digital proof, but it's usually sufficient to kind of to say, yeah, okay, that's fine. We can move forward. But for this, we had to kind of produce um, exact copies of what we were actually going to wow. be received. So, 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 and each of those, each of those stages, we have to send off, get approval, and then we can move on to the next stage. But it also then factored into things like, because we, we did a pre-order on, uh, on Kickstarter, which is, which is very successful, which is terrific. But because of that, or, or any extra artwork that we needed to create for that, for the Kickstarter, which you know we could use as stretch goals or promote, all those separate pieces of art, they had to be individually approved as well. 
Whoa. And so, you know, it, 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 it was, I mean, and I, I, the thing is, the, the, going into the whole project, beyond the excitement of actually doing it and, and actually using the characters, the thing at the back of my mind was that I'd spoken to a number of creators over the years who'd done work for licensed properties. And they'd been caught up in an absolute nightmare of change this, change that, no, change this, change this back again, you know, a nightmare. Um, but I have to say, the Anderson guys have, have been absolutely terrific to work with. They've been, really, they've been terrific. Um, there was only one change in the end that, that was needed. Um, which was um, a couple of panels. Um, they we used the um, the model of the um, the aircraft that we used in one of the panels was was, was the wrong was the wrong version. Um, mm -hmm. It was it was the, it was it's in the Captain Scarlet story. So it, so it it was the original Angel interceptor that was used rather than the the Falcon interceptor gotcha. which they used in the CGI right. series. Um, so that's the only thing they had to change. Luckily. It, it only affected one page so it was it wasn't like mm. a, this huge kind of like you know oh we have to start again from scratch but that was the only kind of thing um all the way through that we had to kind of um they, they said oh no you got you got to change this um everything else I, they, they were terrific with i understand the the likeness aspect from when it comes to the art but for character for, for shows like space precinct and terror hawks uh, other than the original shows, there's not been anything thereafter. Um, so, is there still that level of, I want to say, tenacity yeah. over the intellectual yeah. property? Of, because, and when does this take yeah, place because, too in the, in the story because, of, of the character? Because well, it's a, to do with as well because because the, the concepts themselves are kind of are very kind of fondly remembered and they're, they're kind of like they're not they're, they're, you know they're legacy characters. It's also trying to make sure that the tone of the stories are con consistent with the tone mm -hmm. of the of the um, original series. So sure. um, you know so so that so the space precinct story, for example, if you if you look if you look at the um, the, the original series, it, it was basically a, a police procedural story. That's basically what mm -hmm. it what it was. Um, so it was keeping that kind of tone with, with, with the mm -hmm. type of story it is. The Terror Hawks one could be more kind of um, more kind of outrageous, I suppose. If you look at the yeah. you know the Terror Hawks more more wild, more outrageous. Um, so it, it, it was it was maintaining that, that that tone in the stories themselves. And what was really cool as well that that, that Jamie Anderson he had kind of like he was certainly the, the, he had direct kind of involvement. So the, the initial kind of story pictures we were sending through, he was coming back and he was making suggestions based on what he knew about the characters as well. Um, mm -hmm. And some of that was was really useful. You know, he, he did he didn't come back with any suggestions and we thought, oh no, what a nightmare. Um, quite the opposite. It was like, oh yeah, cool. That's a cool idea. Um, mm. So it, it, it was really, it, it was, a, it was a real collaboration. And I think this is the thing what comics are all about. That, that's mm. what why comics are magical because it is a collaboration. Um, and with this, it was that extra le level of co collaboration with the son of the guy who'd created all this stuff in the first place. And so, so it, it was, it was kind, of, it was great. But ultimately, it was smooth. I think the only thing where. Honestly, right towards the end, when I was starting to touch cloth, was when um, um, we we had to send the um, the, the the six printed pre-printed versions off for full approval, um, and we also had our print deadline coming, so we knew we, we were trying. We just knew we had to try and get that kind of approval signed off, so we could kind of say, "Yeah, go ahead with the print run," um, because. What we wanted to make sure that we, we had the, the books available um, mm. to be sent out um, at, at the first week of first, first week of June, but also we wanted to make sure that we had we were able to have some copies available at the um, the MCM convention that took place this weekend just gone, which is um, probably the biggest comics uh, biggest convention in the UK. Um, so we, it was important we had some stuff for there for that. Don't um, tell bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we managed we managed to squeeze it squeeze it down. Um, but it, it, that was that was the only bit right towards the end. We thought, oh no, we're gonna, you know, because we were just waiting for that approval, that final approval. So have you got those? So you know, we arranged for the for the for those printed books to be couriered straight to the approval team, so we could get that approval as quickly as possible. Um, but you know, that, that was all part of the fun of it. You know, what I mean? it's all part I'm, of the fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm still I'm still thinking about what else the properties could be. I've got one in mind. I don't want to say it in case you've got a really bad poker face. 
So I'm not good. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you after the show about that. I, I, well, that's all right, but I'm fairly certain you won't guess what they are. Really not? Uh, okay, then. All right, fine. <laughs> fine. Is it Space 1999? No. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> See, I wanted a bit more Maya in my life. <laughs> Who doesn't like Maya and Tony, for Christ's yeah. sake? Right? I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, and that's the thing, you know, because I, I mean, I, I met I, I met Jamie Anderson on, 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 on the weekend just gone. He, he, he was at the show. It was the first time I'd met him face to face. Apart from having email oh, conversations, oh wow, that's it. Post-COVID years where you could meet people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was good, to kind of a chat with him about some of this stuff as well. Um, and it is, it, it is all to do with the the, the rights that are owned by here, there, and everywhere. And it, it's to try and unpick them all. It's it's a real it's a real kind of a job to unpick them all. But you oh. never know. I mean, hopefully, you know, they, but you know, who knows? It, you know, if, if the rights holders of some of the other concepts get to see Spectrum and, and, and like what we've done with it, uh, maybe there, there's potential there to to do something with some of the other concepts because you, you know, I mean, you know, like, you, know, world, you mentioned please. Space 1999, but then UFO and and then you mentioned Joe 90. Their, their stuff, which is just you know brilliant to kind of be able to to make use of if if if, if you could. You, you know, know what? Because... Yeah, that would make Time Bomb so special too, because now you're representing. What do you mean, Tom? I'm not special, mate. What are you trying to say? Oh, I know, I know. I'm <laughs> no, I know it is, but I'm saying though. There we go. Al oh, Mega doing it again. <laughs> Uh, but what I'm saying how is, win, what I'm saying how is, to friends and influence to, people. To, 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 even, to even like help me though understand those British comics via your brand, you know what I mean? Because you got yeah, quiet stuff, but of course, you know, you guys are so nostalgic about this. And as an American, I'm kind of like lost. I was like, okay, I know Thunderbirds and everything else you're saying. I'm like, whoa, over the, <laughs> over those on knowledge here. Like, I really need to see more jerry anderson apparently oh, yeah, yeah you do you do i mean mm. and, and the thing is it's kind of like you know w- watch them with with kind of thinking of, 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 of being mindful of, of the decades of they were produced of course i mean i'm not one of those guys that yeah want to try to cancel shit from back in the day how dare you listen that's a product of their time so that's an example of growth that's yeah. it and if you don't appreciate that, then you know, and you try to cancel it, you know, I like to tell people middle finger salute when they, when they don't want to listen. Of course, of All course. Right? But what, that, what are the nice things about Spectrum? Because it, it, I mean, it, you know, it's just <laughs> on the kind of the, the retro thing, the nostalgia thing, and that kind of. It, it, I mean, the other good fit as well. It fits in with with the the Time Bomb brand because a lot of the, the kind of the original stuff we produce. Um, people kind of find it has that kind of that mm. retro nostalgic kind of tone about it even though that it, it's new kind of um new, new content um a lot of the, the the feedback we get about time bomb and the people what what, what they like about the, the books we produce oh. it has that kind of i guess old school britishness to it which mm. is really hard to explain unless That's you a- you, no, you, 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 I mean, Johnny will understand what I mean. Oh, totally, um, totally. The lettering on on Kate Cunningham's book, it reads, it looks like a commando strip. Okay. So, so it, it it feels exactly how you you nailed it, bang on the head there. It, it it has that European look about it every time, definitely. And that's not a bad thing because I've seen things through at least in the book. That's kind of my experience when oh, I've yeah, seen, you know, and, and that's how I've seen Bino and other stories. And I'm like, all right. I see oversized books, you know, panel usage, verbiage, you know, the lettering, everything is so different. It is. But it's also at the same time a pretty awesome experience for someone that is just tired of seeing the same old, same old. So, you know, at least for me, this is new. So, you know, thank you both. Because Johnny rattled on rattled off so much stuff, man. He's, our flex is about to get crazy, baby. <laughs> I'm, 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 what can I say, man? This is this is this is me. This is what this is what I had growing up. I mean, people whinge, people whinge about Star Wars right now. About how oh, we want more Star Wars, we want more Star Wars. And then when you get it, they complain about it. Yeah, isn't that when crazy? I, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, you had to wait years for Star Johnny, Wars movies. And weird. so things like things like um, things like Jerry Anderson and Space 999 and Thunderbirds and Stingray, they filled a massive, massive hole in, child, in kids my age who just got into the whole sci-fi type of event. Um, okay. For me, I've got a lot of love for every Jerry Anderson project, every single one. 
No, it's Steve, man. So I, I, I know you can't, you can't tease on what else is you gonna land, but outside of at least the Jerry Anderson stuff, then you know what, what does Time Bomb have planned? A, a, any new stuff? A, a, anything popping off? Any con appearances? We will give you a high five for your greatness. <laughs> we, we, we got, well, we got loads going. I said this year. I said this year's our fifteenth anniversary year. Fifteen so years. So September, September this year will be actually be the, the, the 15 year That's point. Um, so we got, we got three conventions lined up in September. So we wanted, including one in Birmingham because Where, we, we thought we kind of could. Can you name them? Do you know which ones you got? Yeah. Uh, it'll be um, ICE in Birmingham, which is, which is um, Ooh, done okay. by, uh, organized by Shane Chebsey, who you're probably familiar with. Uh, yes, we've got, nice. um, then there's a show that's being put together in 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 Bristol um, by Tripwire. I think that's the first weekend. Oh, Joe Meadows, yeah, yeah, yeah no, Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we'll uh, talk to him next week. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and then we've got the um, the Glasgow um, Acme Comic Con in. Uh, I think it's the third week of September. So we got busy September. Where's that? Where's that one? I, I'm not familiar with that one. It's in, that's it's cool. in Scotland. In, yes, in Scotland. So it's Glasgow. Okay. So we started up this oh, year. So you can't go to um, <laughs> I um I, I once dated a mad Scottish woman from Glasgow. Um, she was mad. She was Scottish. She was from Glasgow. And that's all I'm going to say. But that means Johnny cannot return. That, to that, that, that means that Johnny cannot go to Glasgow. Thanks. <laughs> They're gonna smell him in the air. Is that Mister Hughes down the block? Wait a minute. So, I got yeah. words. <laughs> so 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 we, so we got that. So so this year we got we we you know we 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 had um. Three books out already this year so we got another nice. we, we we should be at least another we're planning to get another three out before the end of the year um if, if we could if we can squeeze out another one we'll, we'll squeeze out another one um but um i mean we obviously we, we had rotten under the snow come out this year which, which um oh, it's yeah. a really nice package i think one of the nice things yeah. about that and, i mean i'm really pleased you liked it johnny i really am I uh, but one of the things that, that for me was really cool about that is that it's it's the first kind of major work from all the creators involved um oh, and, and, and those creators came to us through our submissions portal um so so where 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 the um the only company in the comics company in the uk along apart from rebellion that has an open submissions policy in, in nice. terms of comics so you know all, all the others you know we're the only ones apparently um but um so all <laughs> these guys came together we put them together um that's what i was told the other week in portsmouth it was just us in rebellion. But, oh, you um, were in Portsmouth. That my boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Paul yeah. Hayden from ASAP Imagination was there, a publisher yeah. himself. So, so yeah. So, so we had that. We had um, we got Harker, which is our, our kind of crime, kind of crime series. Um, so we, we've got um another volume of that coming out late this year. Um, we 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 got Spectrum, of course, which had just come out. Um, I got mm. Flintlock Book Six. This uh, com- this this is the next one. To be coming out. How many pages are these books? Um, the Flintlock books are six. I think this next one is sixty-eight pages. Um, so, oh, so what that, a great read! Thank you. So, so that you know, that we, we don't do floppies at all. What, what, what what's uh, the price point on that then? Um, we we do. It'll be um seven nine seven ninety nine. You you wow. which, So yeah, what's so. that American? Is that like ten dollars? Yeah, American. Yeah, maybe nine nine. It'll be eight nine nine. I think. Okay. Yeah. Chunky books. So um so we've got that one, that one coming out next. Uh, nice. we've got another brawler uh com- coming out as well. So Ooh. um we, we just um we're just waiting for the final pages of uh, of artwork to come in from that. Um I I, I I can let you know, I'll give you an exclusive though, that the brawler Uh-oh. three Uh-oh. The, brawler th- the brawler three cover is by John Higgins. What? Yeah, How yeah. did you land John Higgins? Well, same as we we land anybody. You, 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 you hey! know, we ask him. Steve, yeah, everybody, <laughs> Steve Tanner is a boss. A person, like, yo, this is what, um, this is what so I yeah. need you for. He coming, so he, he coming to collect the Goodfellas. <laughs> so he he's done a really really cool cover for us. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, so um, so but we haven't revealed that to anyone yet. So you're the first guys to know. Oh my god! So I, I, I hope that makes up for not being able to share who the um. So, yeah, Jerry Anderson. Man. All right, all right. So I'm gonna be bold then. <laughs> Do you have a tease? Do you have any outline on the cover? Any anything you could tease us? Um, you could bring up even on your phone. Um, oh, I, that's a lot, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. Um, but uh, you have to trust me. It's very, very good. 
I um, do trust. And, it's time bound comes, baby. It's about to <laughs> blow up, baby. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, so we, we got some a few things kind of um lined up um over the next few months. We also got um we're looking at we we do a, a like a bomb scares and horror anthology. Uh we'll be looking at relaunching that. That might be might be this year, uh, but if not, it'll be it'll be early early next year. Um, and at the moment, we, we, we're we're kind of putting together plans for um, twenty twenty four because twenty twenty three is already full. So we're kind of looking at twenty twenty four. Oh, look at you! Wow. Um, so um, so we're kind of there's there's lots of stuff. When I when I, when I sit down and kind of go through it, I can, sometimes I end up in a bit of a cold sweat because they just think, oh, I can't believe all this stuff. Um, but um, you know, people seem very receptive to what we're doing. People seem to like what we, what we're kind of bringing out. So Amazing. yeah, and of course we, we don't we don't do superheroes. I mean, the one thing we don't touch, we don't touch superheroes at all. So none of our none of our and books are. Fine. Well, hold and on. Let me what? just let me just destroy yeah, my that. script. I've just written down the script. <laughs> let me just get rid of that then. Uh, not, but not for nothing. That's absolutely fine because you know what? As I've gotten you know more mature, if you will. I mean, I say older, but you know, I've I've actually appreciated a lot more slice of life storytelling. It's just been something that's been just a lot more effective for me like oh wow they really captured you know a spirit here they captured a soul they did something here that i really connected with i mean that's so important nowadays i mean superheroes is fun and all to get away but sometimes we need that slice of life like here's a story of some regular joe <laughs> or joette yeah. <laughs> yeah no no it's right and I, and I think you know i i i love superheroes myself i mean i've got i've got, I've got me too far too many superhero comics um and i, and I, th- I think they're great I think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think possibly because I, I grew up in, in the in the UK, whereas the homegrown comics, you, they weren't really, you would rarely get superheroes. Mm. It would always be. Well, comics. you're getting war comics, right? Romance. You're doing yeah, all yeah, that comics, other stuff. War, romance, adventure, sport. So, so okay. that's, you know, you, you wouldn't, sport, I mean, I think, yeah. I think yeah. the only. We do I mean, not have sport I comics. Mean, I mean, who was it? Who we had? USA Pro, <laughs> the football guy. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Captain Britain's two, probably the only, the yeah, only one that comes. Two thousand had Zenith. Marvel yeah. had had Captain Britain, and I think the only other one. That, I, I mean, love the I, original I costume. Like, I don't care. Billy the Cat, perhaps. We, we, we class Billy, Billy the, the Cat. cat. Um, Billy the Cat. How about Dan Dare, pilot of the future? Shooting I know Dan shooting Dare. Here. I'm aware of them there in the States. Especially the, the second one. I mean, and the only other one would be King Cobra, which was the um, mm. which was in the Hotspur, which is DC Thompson, which is drawn by Ron Smith. Um, Cobra. Yeah. So, so, so that was that was that, that was a kind of superhero story. Steve, we Al doesn't believe me that we never got G.I. Joe over here. I mean, how could you not get G.I. Joe? I got look at that. I, I got toys on my sofa. We had Action Man and we had Action Force. Act, battle Action Force was a comic that used to come out weekly. And it would be part battle, like the weekly normal battle, and then part Action Force, which would be the kind of G.I. Joe's. So you get Snake Eyes and you get uh, okay. Cobra Commander and all that sort of stuff. But it was repackaged as Action Force for Action Force. Hey, whatever, yeah. man. I want those figures if you could find them for me. I want an Action Force Cobra Commander and an Action Force yeah. Snake Guys Good right look. now. <laughs> oh, right now. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stop paying me a wage. I might get you one. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're the machine. You're supposed to make it happen. It's about to do an elaborate Ocean Eleven type thing for Al Mega. Oh, right, okay. In the UK. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you call Steve and he'll get it done. I I, I know Steve <laughs> slick too. Well, forget about it. Now, nah, but Steve, for real, man. Um, I appreciate your time, and thank I you. really appreciate what you do. And thank you for both of you actually teaching me about that that British stuff out there that I really need to get connected with because it sounds so badass. I'm like, okay, wait Class. a minute. Yeah. I only heard of Thunderbird, but you're telling me all oh, this other and then that name Terror Hawks, just the name alone. Terror I am a villain guy. I mean, look at my <laughs> tattoo. I love villain. I mean, that sounds Terror like they're, they're like they sound like they're the most badass crew ever right now. And I need to add that tattoo onto my body somewhere. Terror Hawks was class. Terror Hawks, yeah. I mean, the thing is about Terror a lot of people have said have, have kind of uh, spoke to me about Terror Hawks and um and they said they found it a bit scary as well. 
Yeah, yeah, Zelda's face. A lot of certain people kind of said, Oh, I found it found it really scary. So um that's a good one to watch it. Oh my god, bro, bro, guys, thank you so much. I my wife's gonna be asking me, Why the fuck are you watching this? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, leave me alone. I research. (laughs) Yeah, for real, Steve, you're Johnny, both of you. Thank you so much. So Steve, bro, I I know I've been showing off this wonderful website, Time Bomb Comics. So What's up at Time Bomb Comics? What am I? What can I get my hands on at Time Bomb Comics? I'm about to just bring it up so we can review the site before we go because I, I need people to support this in the states too. Okay, this is this is the spirit of independent, and and I love that. Um, this is what comics it is about, and celebrating people like yourselves that are, you know, doing things, and you've been doing it for a minute, and you know, I I feel sad that. I wasn't aware earlier about you, Steve, to be honest. But, but well, you know, right. God right. is good. We connected. And now you have this awesome website. Look at this. Folks, look at this website. Look at Brawler right there, what he was talking about. Holy shit. Well, look, look at that cover, yo. Who doesn't want sign where some, like, a Conan-looking dude is riding a T-Rex with, like, an M16? What's popping? That, that's a cool cover. That's Stas Johnson did that one. Oh my god, and, and it's so in sorts of 70s cover, too. You see this, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm oh my god, yo. And then look at there goes Flintlock. Wow, look at that cover, too. Jesus Christ, bomb scares. And you got the shop, your socials, submissions, as you were talking about. So it's as easy as just going here, maximum 64 megabytes. So people know, uh, especially in the, in the UK, Europe. If they wanted us to submit, what are you? What what is the criteria? What what are you really looking for? We're really looking for um, something. If it's if it's a if it's a pitch of a story, we're looking for something which is a really good story that gets us excited. But our our our, our, our pitch requirements or our submission are dead easy because all we want is five sequential pages. Where there's That's five it. sequential pages of script, five sequential pages of art. Five sequential pages of, of a comic that's been put together it doesn't matter we just need five pages and if and if we get excited about what we see across those five pages then we'll be in touch oh i mean look at this bomb scares yo is this like frankenstein easter bunny i mean i don't even want to thank god no one's behind the easter bunny i would i would have thought the worst right there based on his <laughs> mouth um defiant yo look at this other cover whoa to brawl number two whoa I mean, look at these books, guys. Look at these covers. Dick Turpin <laughs> and the Vengeful Shade. Yeah, yo. Look at that. Harker. Got Ragamuffins. Look there at this go. beautiful go back, website. Back, down, back up a little. There it Where? is. There you go. Right here. Rotten Katie's the book. Snow. Yeah, Katie's book. What a look great. at that. Yeah, Katie was boss. Great interview, Johnny. You got to check it out, folks. On my side of the panels, also on Comic Crusade as well on YouTube <laughs> and on, on thecovercaves.com. But Harker, talk to me about that too, bro. I mean, how are you building these teams, man? For real. What's the secret? <laughs> What's the secret to success for you running since, you know, 07 to now? What's the secret sauce, Steve? I mean, to be perfectly honest, I think a lot of it is I, I, I saw it as a, a marathon rather than a sprint. And I think oh. that's a really kind of so so the the growth has been organic and natural rather than trying to release ten books all you know too early and multiple series and this that and the other and then it falling flat on your face. So for the first few years we we just literally just put out one one book a year, just to kind of find our feet and build build the audience. And as the audience built, uh, as as that as you know, and as the audience grew, that's when we started kind of putting out more than one title per year. So mm. so the growth has been really steady. Um, and I think that's a, that's a really key thing to do, rather than kind of, you know, don't, don't go balls the, deep, right? Don't, don't go you know balls I mean? deep. Don't you know? just jump into it. Don't be swimming with sharks. Take your yeah. time. Swim with the yeah. goldfish. Take your time. You got this. So, so, that, so that's it. And and we also kind of um, obviously that you know um, we, we we pay the creators for the, for the work they do as well. Um, well thank so, you for um, that. Look at that. So, Honestly, folks, he pays you creators. I, you submit. Know. And, and I, I won't pretend that we, we pay our creators enough to, to get Lamborghinis and stuff. But you know, it, it, <laughs> I can't get a. What about a Ferrari? Can I get a Ferrari with not a Lambo? 
but but we you know we, we, we give you know to, to anyone you know if, if, it, if it's if it's work for our um any of our books where we own the ip there's a there's a page rate um which which which, which they get and and you know everyone gets a you know part of the specific page right whether it's the writer the artist the color artist the letterer every, everyone gets gets something there how do you figure um, that out steve um we, we, we basically base it on on um you just kind of crunch the numbers you know what i mean because the thing is we we, we know that um we know how much of the books cost and we know we know what the printing cost will be and, and we're at the stage now where we kind of know what our sell-through will be so okay. um that, that so it kind of working back from that point. We kind of got the we, algorithm, baby. Yeah. So, so exactly. and, and the stuff like the the stuff which is creator owned, um, what we do is we, we we do a guarantee um, a, a, a guarantee lump sum payment on um, publication, but then okay. also with, with with uplifts then depending on you know or pre orders and post orders that kind of stuff, um, and it's, okay. it it seems to kind of work out, you know, decently for those those involved. Uh, or certainly those 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 involved seem happy with it, and the fact that they come back to us again, right, um, cool. and they're happy for us to kind of put more books out out there with their names on it. And I think that's that's always kind of the indicator if if the creators are happy, you know, if if the creators come back to you and said, yeah, well, I've got another idea now. What do you think? Or or you know, when I say, you know would you like to be involved in the next I'm book? Sorry, I, say, yeah, I, I didn't want to take more of your time, but now you made me think of another question here. <laughs> now. For real, because you know, again, you, know, you are a publisher in the UK. So, how does printing work for you over there? Who do you even work with? How do you get this product out there? I mean, how did you even figure that out when you even started? You know, to well, get these well, books out there. Well, initially, it was just it was just um, conventions and through the website. Um, I mean, I like print I, I, on I, demand. No, no, no. I mean, the the, fir the first kind of the first book I the, you know the the first comic I produced that one which was so bad. Um, I, I just, I mean, he was a local printer and I got him to do okay. 500 copies, um, okay. in the hope that I would sell them. And I eventually sold them after, after 14 years. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, just last year, it was like my last copy. Finally, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, but the thing is, the thing is, has changed, um, in that 15 years is the arrival of print on demand. And digital printing so it means now that if you wanted to get a print run of, of, of 100 200 it's quite easy to do so you can re you can really manage your kind of kind of kind of print costs um That's now true. really i mean usually at the moment um, our, our books on 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 average now our, our our print runs tend to be between um two thousand and three thousand per book as a first print um, because we, we, we're, we, you know, we, we know now we, we, nice. we can sell those through because we have things set in place. But you know, nice. ten years ago it wasn't nowhere near that much, you know. But but again, it's that it's that kind of growth, that organic growth. So Wonderful. you know, so anyone starting out, I would say don't kind of print thousands of copies. Just just you know, just 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 get a hundred if need be, you know, which, which is which is perfectly easy to do perfectly you know what and it makes do. it an exclusive especially with the speculator market so you know they're gonna feel special owning it and then when you do something else you know on a, on a different type of way you know again another reason to, to keep investing but it's true you know don't break the bank folks i love that advice it, it's yeah. it, it's it's honest god's truth because now yeah. i'm happy to say a conversation could fund itself you know and it took me a while to do that because i have great people like johnny creating amazing content too you know what i mean so but steve for real bro um I, I just wanted to show up the website i want to thank you again thank you for answering that question because i was just curious what's popping in the uk because you know the states is different uk you know it is what it is yeah across the pond I, I really wish that i could check out one of those common mark if i ever go with a comment with mark uh comment mark with johnny um i think that i probably spend my whole wallet and i'm gonna have to figure out how to come back home <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not living with me dude hey like, you're not staying here <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what though I, I'll, I'll be staying on this on the staircase then no problem john i wake up in the morning yeah call, can you give me some tea at least bro yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i've got two staircases you, you're all right <laughs> <laughs> which one the front or the back okay he offered the staircase folks what a man what a gentleman all right but for real with that folks please check out steve and the website at time bomb comics uh, as i just said it if you can't spell that then you have a problem time bomb <laughs> comics 
All right, T-I-M-E-B-O-M-B-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. And that's the same for the socials. So check him out on Twitter, on Facebook, he's everywhere. You know, pimping his wares, the amazing books, the amazing titles, the amazing projects, and all this great stuff that, you know, thanks to them, Outmega's uh, Outflix and, and viewing time is about to get totally excelled after I move. Like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Jesus Christ. Uh, again, my wife may get upset, but I am doing research. Go for it. <laughs> and Johnny being a good friend. <laughs> Johnny being a good friend, like, F it, just do it. Don't you worry. <laughs> I love it. Check out his website. Here's Steve, you're the man. For real. Jeez, so I hope to see you soon in, in real life. But with that, folks, I need you to check my big homie out before I go. Because Johnny uses the machine, has been killing it. He is a machine, just not just on reviews, but on podcasts. I need you to check him out on Outside of Panels, the Finnish Crusade, No Price Podcast on UndercoverCapes.com. And then he got this other dope show with, with, with uh, Big Old Butt Young and my homie 13 Crusader called Old Timers Comic Book Show, where the books. Maybe well, the, whole but sound, the whole sound, no. <laughs> the whole sound old, but the comics more certainly are. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. And you know, thank you, Steve, for just telling me that Johnny Hughes looks like the very typical comic book nerd <laughs> from the UK. <laughs> <Thanks, man. laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So now, in my comic too. books, now I know how my comic book guys are gonna look. <laughs> oh, and with that, yo, God. Steve, thank you, Johnny. You rock. People, other than checking out my big homie there and Time Bomb, always check, check me out. The Real Almega everywhere on social. And, of course, Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes everywhere. Hasta la próxima. Wepa! Adios. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.